0: What's up Westell? My name's Biff Wilson. January 2023, I had a conversation with Westell Superintendent Kyle Mealy about the 4.7 million dollar bond that would pay for a variety of improvements to Westell's outdoor athletic facilities. If you were out there in the spring, say at a baseball or a softball game, you saw a lot of people working. You saw a lot of uh, teardown and construction going on, a lot of dirt being moved. If you attended a Westell football game, You saw how a lot of that money was spent. You saw that final result, a new turf football field and a state-of-the-art track. In this conversation, Superintendent Mealy talks about those projects as well as what's coming for the remaining funds from that bond issue. Yeah, there was money left. He's going to tell you what's going to happen with that money. And if you're a West baseball or softball fan, you'll want to listen. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to the Podcast Center. Appreciate Uh, you having me. We haven't talked since last January as far as uh, doing a podcast. And and what we were talking about then was uh, $4.7 million Mm -hmm. and uh, and exactly what we were going to do with the money. And by we, I mean you and and a variety of others who make those decisions. Uh, We were talking about improvements to athletic uh, facilities and and Mm -hmm. some other things. You weren't sure quite how much you're going to end up spending, yeah, and uh, and things were going to come in different phases. Yeah, So uh, tell us, if you would, uh, what did we end up doing? How how do you think it went? And then you know we can go to, do we have anything left yeah. as far as money, and then what are the other phases that we might use that for?
1: Sounds good. Um, going back in time, yeah, we were able to um, secure the bond for a general obligation bond. For the 4.7, which in a weird way uh, worked out a little better for us because to when you sell the bond, uh, a lot of things I learned through this process, but when you sell the bond, sometimes the uh, bond holder, the person who wants to buy the bond, will give you additional cash to make sure they are the winner when you okay. get a bond sale. When you
0: say additional cash, you mean like 4.7 plus. plus? Okay.
1: So, what we actually ended up with, and but that doesn't, that money is non taxed from the taxpayer. Uh, it's interesting. I'm not so sure because I'm a pretty transparent person. I'm not so sure I have a full grasp on how that works. <laughs> but basically, the bondholder says they want that bond because it is a business in buying bonds and purchasing bonds and, and the interest that's involved with all of that. And it's a long, Financial, there's person out there that works in finance. I'm sure that could explain it to us. But basically, they want to give you a little bit more cash to ensure they get it when that goes to, like a bid, but, it, but like a sale. So when they go to the bond sale, I'm not there. I can't be a part of it. So our bond company, Ice Miller, and and Baker is our financial advisors, those people work for most of your um, non-for-profits or your municipal um corporations or government entities that go to bond and so when they sold the bonds they called me back and they said you had a really good day today and I was like okay this is a good start this is before we broke ground you had a really good day today you know you're going after 4.7 you secured 4.7 but on top of that they gave x number of dollars which brings you out to about 5.1 million dollars wow so that's great for us tell the board we actually secured more money that additional money, the taxpayers don't have to foot. They're footing the 4.7 that was advertised and shown to them in a public hearing and all of the things that go with public law when you go into that type of thing. So good for us. We secured some more money. Um, and then so when we, we got the money in place, then the then the design work that we had already that worked on to do the track in football field, we, we start to execute that when we get bids. And when the bids came in, uh, we bid out. Uh, an option, the main option was an asphalt track, which is what you typically see, and then the uh, the football field in, in turf with uh, uh, various vendors that were with those construction companies. So you take your bids, and yeah, uh, you, you, when the bids came in, uh, we went again. They were very low compared to what we thought. So we ended up with an alternate bid that we didn't think uh, might – at that time be a possibility because it was a concrete post-tension poured track which is uh, very common uh, everywhere up into Illinois uh, all the way over to California but has not really entered into Indiana yet as a uh, common thing for tracks very common for tennis courts Uh, so it's a long explanation and if anybody's listening to this and they want more about post-tension just google it post-tension concrete, and it'll it'll explain to you what the benefits of that is. Basically, in a our area, in the freeze and the thaw area that we have, it is a plus due to uh, asphalt or concrete. Both are going to crack and heave and do different things. Now, I say that from what I've learned. Those listening to this that work in asphalt or work in concrete probably can you know, argue this and that on the side. All I know is what we found out and what we found. So we had the main asphalt track, and then we had the alternate concrete. I was told by most of the bidders there, there's no way that concrete track will come in under and, and went out, and it did. Hmm. Uh, a lot of that was due to the company really wants business in Indiana, so we were the benefactor of that. So in the long long story of the whole thing is we we were able to secure what would be one of the highest grades, probably one of the finest track facilities in the state in high school uh, under a uh, tax rate that probably was kind of unheard of. Uh, six cents basically on $100 is what it would uh, touch our tax rate on and raise it. So we got one of the finest track facilities, added two lanes to it, college level surface. If anyone listening has been there, they can say he's, he's not lying. It, <laughs> it is as nice as it gets. a timing system. So instead of the handheld stopwatch, we have a timing system where each athlete will have um, some type of, basically, for lack of a better explanation, almost like a barcode on a piece of paper or a barcode on an ankle bracelet type of thing. And when they cross the line, the track timing system is right there. And, and, and to the millisecond, it is going to accurately say who was first, second, third, And what their time was. So uh, it'll be far more accurate when it comes to uh, the athletes' times and how they do. So um, that, a new shot put area that you've seen out there, a lot of Mm -hmm. sand. Um, As a guy who wanted a sand volleyball court, it's almost (laughs) there if it was just shaped differently. Um, A new discus area. All new concrete that came up through there is all included in that bid and that that one out. Um, And then... The long jump is now on the other end, behind the uh, uh, scoreboard, and uh, then you've got field turf. Who won out? We were really happy with with our turf field. But if you go back and look at the process and see what the expense really was, it wasn't the turf. The turf really is only about a 800000 hundred thousand dollar purchase. Hmm. It's the drainage underneath. Um, it's able to hold so much water underneath the track and the field. To then, even even if it's collecting in there, it's almost like a little retention pond underneath, and then it drains out to the creek, and i got to watch all that and that process of how they did that, and so it would take a heck of a lot of rain for us to ever have problems right there game time or within days of a game or a track event because the track slopes downward, too. It's correctly banked, as it should be. I say banked, but it's not banked like NASCAR, but... Sure. There's a little bit to it. So we got all of that, and we still have $1.5 million left out of that money that we received. So what we thought and we initially said at the project hearing was, well, it's going to cost this much to do these things, and it didn't cost that much. So we ended up with a facility that I think everyone's very happy with, I even even talked to people who were a little apprehensive when we first brought it up.
0: And there were there were a few. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it makes a lot of sense. And that's something that I don't think people um I don't know why people are afraid to talk about that. Uh I'm not afraid to talk about the apprehension and I understand the apprehension. Um not everyone plays sports. So when you talk about dealing with your taxpayer and your community's money, which is what you're really in charge of, is well, why, why this much money if it doesn't benefit everyone? But we had to find out why does it benefit everyone, and we've seen that already a little bit. Um, we were able to do some tremendous things that we just think outside the box and some that we never even thought of. Uh, some of the outside-the-box thinking is just uh, the different things that could be conducted out there that couldn't be conducted on grass. Um, we've considered graduation outdoors. That's a weather thing you have to think about you know, and whether you want to commit to that, but it it can easily be done out there. That could be really, really cool.
0: Oh, I think it could be really cool, yeah.
1: So that's something that could be done out there. You think about different events, um, you know, some of the the outside-of-the-box thinking is um, larger than just the Gaston community, but some of the Delaware County community events that could be held out there. Um, Our coach, uh, Van Mater, went to a strength and conditioning contest or a, uh, a strongman contest and the first thing I thought of is, you know, this is really small where they're having it. They did a great job. But it's really small. I wonder what it would be like if they could have a larger venue. And then you see that and maybe we could bring something like that in. Um, that's more of an adult outside the community type of thing. But then you start thinking of different things of oh, well, if you're not tearing up the grass and you're not tearing up these things, it may be more events that maybe aren't even sports-related that you could host out here and really then bring in people towards your community of Gaston, which is really what we want to celebrate because we have such a accepting and really good community. So we're really just kind of saying to everyone, if you think of something, you know, throw it our way. Sure. You know, we have a facility now we're really proud of and we'd like to see. Then you look at the track part of things and you say – well, what could you do beyond just track, which is going to be amazing. And I'm so happy and excited for our track athletes because it's going to be an amazing facility. But when you think outside the box there, you start thinking of um, so Relay for Life. We would be a fantastic place to host a Relay for Life uh, where people can come out and celebrate whether they've been a survivor or those who maybe have lost their battle to cancer. But it's a great moment. I've been to those, and we could be a great place for that. And you look at the other events that we're trying to build up, the color run. It could be really fun out there because here's what we did learn in the first football game. Track, uh, the field, the field turf is easy to clean because mm-hmm. we had an athlete puke mm-hmm. in the first game. Right. And on the first game, I, when we're all watching this, I'm thinking, well, this isn't something we thought of. And uh, that drainage system comes into play, and you bring a hose out and you clean it up. That's so is a that
0: little, or, it was just a hose it down and you're Then there's go?
1: a bacterial uh, type of spray cleaner. Okay. And if you have blood, anything like that, we found that out in game one. So I won't <laughs> mention his name, but I think that athlete, because you go along and you wonder about those things. But it's 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 really a resilient surface. The only thing you have to be careful with is anything that could puncture down and in mm-hmm. uh, the underlayment, and that's the only thing. So, like, chairs, if you did graduation, they have to have a certain, you know, right. bottom to them. And girls wouldn't be able to wear, you know, straight stiletto heels and that type sure. of thing on them. You'd get stuck, number one, but, <laughs> but it's a lot like grass, too. So there's a lot of out-of-the-box thinking, but, but then you look back to the fact that it really brought out, on Friday nights, that is our place where community gets to be family. And when I watched it from the live stream booth, I saw a lot of families laughing, making memories of their kids, whether they be cheerleading whether they'd be in the band, whether they'd be out on the field, whether they were part of the homecoming court, whatever it was, I saw a lot of things where our, it was exactly what we wanted, a family event. And so it's there, and I think it's, it's throughout the years going to just spiral into more things that we can utilize that we don't think about. So that's, that's what we received. Um, beyond that, you know, we have water access out there we never had directly on the field. Um, for both teams, um, the ability for our athletes to practice every single day on that field rather than behind the baseball field. Right. Which then spiraled into a golf hole. Right. Which were the first – I've looked around, we're one of the first schools to ever have a real golf hole on our facility. And that just came about because when you work with – and I have no problem mentioning Jason Mock, but when you work with a Jason Mock, when he's ready to roll – you're ready, to, and he was ready to roll right when that thing opened up. And if you go out there right now, it's amazing what and, that. And where's that located again? Exactly, right? It's right behind right field, okay, uh, behind the baseball field. Okay. And the hole is out there, and it was just kind of an idea. He's done it before. He has a golf, several golf holes on his property and at other places. And I knew he knew what to do, so I just so
0: so for golfers. Tell us about the hole.
1: So it's a three. It's a, it'll be a three tee off station, and this was not in the project money. Okay. Um, this was just a this was just a local. So, but it was brought about because the project allowed football to leave the practice field and gave us this big open area, mm-hmm. and it worked out perfect because back there in the woods, and it's a neat setting. So yes, it wasn't part of the money, but the money in the project created this opportunity for right. another sport. Right. And. Um, so the hole is located right behind right field into the corner back there of what is called the Warrior Woods, and it looks really, really neat, especially right now in the fall, how, how the hole is set up. Two bunkers that Jason put in, and um, it wraps, the par three wraps around the back of the fence, and there's a little tee off back towards what would be the corner of the middle school building. If you cross that road right there and went over mm-hmm. the fence, there's a little tee off there. It has been fertilized for the fairway, and you'll see it, especially next year when it grows in, you'll see how green it is. So you, have a, you, can, you go straight and cut it right over the baseball field. So Coach Hanson's going to find some golf balls on his baseball field. Yeah, I have a feeling. Yeah. But you can cut it over there, or you can bring it around, and then the creek runs right next to you. Well, on the other side of the creek will be another par 3, tee-off, back in the corner by the fence by the transportation barn. You can just shoot straight in, no blockage by the fence or anything on that one. And then the last tee-off station is directly by my office, which was probably a bad design because if anyone happens to saw (laughs) one off, it'll probably go right into my window. But it's right there, and it will be a par four that runs straight down that fence line and has to go over the creek and then goes into the hole. But what he wanted was the ability for a kid, because <clears throat> golf is expensive. Sure. And a golf membership is expensive. Yeah. So what we're looking for is the ability for a kid around our area, a boy or girl, who maybe they don't have a family who has a membership, and they want to be on the golf team, and they want to practice, and they want to get the feel of playing a full hole. And they can do that basically anytime they want. And, and we're really excited about it. We're excited about it young kids and having our youth come out. The other thing that we like about it is our coaches don't have to always go to the Elks for practice. Mm -hmm. They can do putting and chipping right there. The green's big enough. You've got the sand there. You can do sand shots. You can do a lot of – and really to bring your scores down in golf, it's it's not about driving the ball. It's about chipping. It's about your approach shots from about 100 yards or so in, and it's your putting. And so we wanted to give them that. And so now we we start looking at and saying, okay, we've helped track and field. We've helped football. Now we've helped golf in a roundabout way. So now we have $1.5 million. And what do we do? Well, prior to this, which a lot of people will probably say they had no idea what they were doing. They just kind of winged it, which is not true. It was two years of work with the old former board and now the new board of trustees. Two years of work to decide what are the phases that we want to improve on. We're doing the same thing with academic wing areas because Westo wants to continue to get better in all things, even their buildings and facilities. So the same thing, just wait and see, the same thing's going on with your, your, your academic areas in your wings of, okay, now they're planning, and then, then when those things roll out. So going back to the, the athletics plan, the phase was phase one, football and track. Phase two, softball. This is the initial Phase two was supposed to be softball and a new ticket entrance area. Phase three was going to be um, a cleat house, a new cleat house. And phase four was going to be the baseball field. All of those, initially, you shoot for the moon. All of those were going to be looked at to be an artificial turf surface, especially on the baseball and softball. But what we do is we think of the moon and then we talk to our coaches and our coaches say, well, you know, we don't know that we have to have that. Well, what do you have to have? Our press boxes are pretty bad. Our dugouts are pretty bad. Okay. Well, with $1.5 million, we cannot do turf. We could do one turf field. We could have turfed softball, and that would be it. And maybe do dugouts and that. Or we talk to our coaches and we say, what could, what could we do to help two sports with this money left if we don't need turf? And the coach's feedback is fantastic. They said, we like our natural surface right now. We don't have to go that route. So with 1500000 million, we've just finalized designs for brand-new dugouts at softball, a, what they call a knee wall, which is the wall you see now, the brick wall behind the backstop. Okay. And the netting backstop rather than fencing backstop. Okay. And press box. That's a softball. Baseball, press box. Netting, if the money comes in right, dugouts. If not, refurbished dugouts Okay. of the current dugouts. Now, when we talk about those things, let's let's keep the mindset that these are brick facilities. These brick facilities are going to match the next phase if we get to that next phase, which is a hope of creating a new building that would house the ability to house all girls and boys' outdoor athletics locker rooms Mm. so that we don't have anybody who's not compliant with Title IX. Right. And that everybody has the fair equivalent uh, playing surfaces and facilities. And that facility then would also have, you know, obviously new um, air handling and air ventilation because I'm learning this after COVID. (laughs) Air in and air out is really important. Sure. Sure. It's really the, the most vital thing now to deal with any type of airborne or any type of respiratory, not just COVID, anything. It's huge. And they've learned so much about intake of air, outtake of air, filtering of air. So how many times per, per hour and per day that, that needs to cycle in and out. So air filtration in there, especially with football uniforms, will be huge. So we'd have a, a new facility there. And like I said, baseball would be less. So that was the plan. And with 1.5 left, what we figured out is we can do those baseball, softball, backstops, press box. And it's important for you because you are the voice of right. <laughs> the Warrior Softball program. And that press box will hold a two rooms. There'll be one room for just a live stream quiet media room. Oh, nice. And there'll be a room for the main area. You can seat four to six in the main room. Uh, two to four comfortably in the Mm. media room Um, all new speakers all new um, internet all new um, just all the comforts you want in there electrical is going to get an upgrade underneath it'll be about the size of a one-car garage with a garage door for storage and everything that they want and the key is the stairs will be metal they will be substantial and they won't be a little rickety and scared as they were as they are right now. And also the ability to go up, put a, put a camera on top. Oh, that's great. And then you've got the netting, so you have no block in view.
0: Our streaming director would love that.
1: Yes. So when we designed it, we had two people really to think about when we designed the press box. Biff Wilson. Of course. Yes. And Andrew Romine. <laughs> two people who are put in a lot of volunteer hours. And so what's fun of for me is I'm designing a press box because our West El Sports Network has taken off so oh, much. yeah, yeah. And I'm designing it because so many people are volunteering and doing so many things that we want those people comfortable. We want those people there. And uh, I think that really encompasses the family atmosphere because you guys could do a 1,000 things at 315. a 1,000 things. <laughs> but you guys choose to come back here and – That's, that's where you put your passion and your heart is in those things. So think about that. We we have to think about that when we design things. So that, is that a joke a little bit? Yeah, but it's not really because I mean, at the same time, we, we used to have Mary Helen for years who, you know, you think about Mary Helen going up and down the stairs and you say, boy, we need something that's a little safer. We need something that's a little bit more secure. You know, there was a soft hole in the floor of the boys' press box. And I was thought, you know, that would be the worst thing to happen if Mary Helen went through. And we fixed that, and then it's back again. It's starting in again. Uh, Dugouts, I coached softball at Southern Wells in 2005, and I came here for the sectional. I love this place, but I will tell you, those softball dugouts are not good. No, Um, They're very shallow, and they're hard to move around in. And that's that's not a good situation because in softball, it, you really can't come outside the dugout. They're really so close that you can't do that. So the dugouts at softball are going to be a lot bigger. They're not going to have those angled wings to them. They're going to be more squared off. So you're going to have more uh, a whole new bench in there, a whole new facility. plugins that have USB because in the world we live in, and we'll say it, the girls want to charge their phones sure. and their devices. So it's just going to be so much better Uh, for them and then the emphasis will be um, everything we're designing doesn't do away with the fact that if 15 years down the road turf is that is the thing everywhere and not as fresh as it is now that can easily be installed into what we're adding in. Mm. So that's that's where we're going with uh, softball and baseball with the extra money. Very fortunate. So now what we get to do is say, okay, well, you did phase one. Well, now we get to do phase three and four also in one bond and saved a tremendous amount of money. And one of the things that was said, and we listened to the community when they when – they, um, because that's what your job is, to listen to what the feedback is. And the feedback was – Uh, Well, why not help more? You know, this bond is only helping football and track. It could help so many more. That's a lot of money. Why wouldn't we do X, Y, and Z? And we took all that in, and we had conversations about that. And what we're really proud of is we are going to really touch, including golf now, five of our major sports here. And um, that's when we talked at the beginning of this podcast of, well, how does it help more than just football on track? Mm. We found a way, and we're really proud of it. I'm really proud of the board of trustees to say, this is what we're going to do with this. And then from there, you know, I tell people, I told people to wait. There's some exciting things down the pike when you talk about our academics, when you look at how we're changing education. And what we missed, and I will quote Aaron Black, who's the superintendent at Union City, who I actually listened to on their podcast. um, He said something that I totally agree with is we missed a big opportunity right out of COVID to shift how we, how we think education, how we do education. We had an opportunity right there to shift that mindset of um, what I would say is we've been doing the same thing for a couple hundred years here of sitting in rows and talking up front and, it worked for us, and it may have worked for the past, but kids today, you know. You see them every day, every period. It needs to shift a little bit. It needs to be a hybrid of they like to do more hands-on, problem-based stuff like we're doing right here. These kids, you're trying to promote that with the kids. Right. Think outside, think differently. And uh, I think our facilities now are going to have to catch up to that academically. So we have some exciting things we're talking about. And I'll just preview a few of those before we end, and that is uh, obviously STEM, STEAM, because I throw in the A for arts. (laughs) Uh, Outsiders is coming up this weekend. And you talk about another person who puts in time at 3.15. I drive by here, and I see Emma Taylor's car all the time. In fact, not another plug for Biff Wilson, but the other night I came by on a Sunday to do a little workout at the (laughs) building, and I saw it was right after sectional week, and I saw your truck on one end of the building, and I saw Emma Taylor's car on the other end by the auditorium. So I realized you're in here you know, finalizing probably not just volleyball stuff but also your classroom stuff because you're out here a lot. Sundays are a good work day for you. I I see the truck here. (laughs) And then Emma's here getting ready for the outsiders. And we have so many people that commit their time that it's time to start thinking about those facilities. So – You know, performing arts is something we're looking at. Uh, STEM, um, our science, technology, engineering, math. um, You look at just our classrooms in general. What can we improve in our classrooms? Our technology is pretty good, but look at some of the other comforts. Even if it's down to do we want to keep tile? Do we want to go back or do we want to go to carpet in the high school like we did the middle school? Right. You know, and and what you do is you just go back and you listen to your teachers. And some will say, I like carpet. It's going to be quiet. I want that. Some will say, don't you dare give me carpet. I don't want that mouse." And you know what you can do is say, you know, maybe we just listen to each individual teacher mm-hmm. and we go room by room and figure it out. Those are simple things. Those are baseline things, but if that comfort. The other thing that I will say we committed some money to that is a little outside athletics with some of the projects and some of the money that we had, um, and, and it's, it's taken a little while to tweak, is we updated and redid our HVAC controls. And what that was was, you know, we were having trouble controlling our temperatures throughout the building. And uh, it has been a process because what we're trying to do is retrofit 60, 70-year-old boilers yeah. to talk to to 2023 technology. Right. And so it's been a pain for the teachers a little bit. You still have to wear an extra jacket, if it, you know, because it's going to – we can't take those old boilers and make them perform like a new one. but Sure. Eventually we'll, we'll, we're ready to swap out those boilers someday and we'll do some projects that aren't real fancy and people can't see roofs, boilers, but man, they'll make an impact in the classroom because, Mm -hmm. uh, the comfort level and all of those types of things. So that's a long of the 1.5 that we had of telling you what we did. But I think if you haven't been out to the facility and you see where that's a great example of where the mindset is of what we want it to be here. And if you look at that facility and say, Man, that blows me away, and a lot of people have said that. We've had uh, Ball State out here, their athletic department looking at our track. We've had Mishawaka school system, uh, the city of Mishawaka, come down and look. Uh, I think we have a couple more that are come down and look, and people don't realize that Westdale, that wasn't happening a lot before. They're coming down to look because we're leading rather than just trailing behind people. It's the first post-tension track in the state of Indiana. It's making a lot of waves. The IHSA has been here. First night we opened, we had Brian Lewis, I, Assistant Commissioner of the IHSA here, and uh, former Commissioner, Assistant Commissioner Phil Gardner, and former principal here. And um, Phil, Phil told me it was beautiful, and it's and it's something we're really proud of. But every place we touch is going to be beautiful, and it's going to be something that every kid is proud to be a part of. So. When that performance, that performing arts center is here, when that STEM center is here, when all those items are here, when the classrooms get overhauls, everyone's going to be so proud of what we do because you're committing by utilizing the taxpayers who are committing and investing in your school. And it's because we have you and, and Emma Taylor staying here late and and people like that, and you've got Andrew Romine live streaming, and you've got all these things. When you when you build a culture that people want to be a part of, you then also build buildings that match that culture. And I think that's what we're doing. We're building facilities and buildings that do that.
0: I agree. I I totally agree. Uh, A couple of things to touch on um, that I want to touch on before we, we finish up here. The, the softball fans in the community, uh, they, I think always ask uh, a very similar question. What about lights?
1: They are. So when I talked about the electrical, I'm glad you asked that when I talked about the electrical. So here's what's happening. The conduit is going to be there the lights, the price of the lights won't fit into the 1.5. And we we looked at all that. That was a great question because that's what somebody would, would say. Well, what did they think about this? We thought about it, but it would, it would take away from balancing at both in what they could get in this phase. So we decided that's something we'd like to do for both. So what we do have money for is to run the conduit. And that sometimes the trenching and the boring for that since we're already going to be boring out here to get the electrical towards where a, pot, a potential building will be down the road, mm-hmm. might as well do it all right then. So they, that's, it's cheaper to do it now than it will be in five years. Sure, sure. So we're going to conduit, and basically at that point it's set posts, hook in, and you're ready to go. And so um, if I had a preference, my recommendation would be softball first. We'd get lights. Um, and then if we could do both, we would do both. Price of lights are coming down because LED is coming down. Sure. So we might be able to, and I really enjoy our lights at football because of the things they can do since they're LED.
0: That, that was totally out of the blue for me yeah. when it was like, wait a second, we just scored. Just, just hang on. Yeah. You'll see. I'm like, well, what's going to happen? Yeah. And, then, and here they go. Yeah. That's, that's great. Well, the
1: next step is they can be set to music. So when we do our intro and our runouts next sure. year, we, we send the company our intro music and they create a light pattern that goes with our music oh, when, wow. when the team runs out. And so then we just press a button that says intro, and, and the music starts, and the lights go with the music. Oh, that's fantastic. And you yeah. know me. I'm all about the intro. Yes, yes. Yeah, love the intro. Yeah. So that, that's, that's definitely in the cards as lights, um, and uh, I think we'll get there. I, sure. think we've, I think the community as a whole – Uh, was very supportive of what we were doing and i and i appreciate the ones who ask questions the thing that you have to understand is they're just guarding they're just they're just guarding unnecessary spending Mm -hmm. and no matter what you spend it on someone's going to think it's unnecessary spending but i appreciate the fact that there are people out there that are a checks and balance to make sure we're just not spending money in places we shouldn't
0: what what is the cost of, of lights do you suppose? Give me, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm losing my voice. Um ballpark figure. Um, no pun. Um in case somebody has their checkbook out right now.
1: Um, I would say and I'd I'd probably gonna, I'm probably gonna go a little high just to be safe. Um uh, probably five hundred thousand at the softball and um six hundred and fifty thousand okay. at the baseball. So one point two covers it all. Yeah. That okay. that would be that would be high end, mm-hmm. very high end, because somebody's gonna hear that and go, There's no way. That's high end. I'm estimating high because there's a lot that goes into that, that's soft cost that you don't see. So I'm giving you the total all in, you're gonna be up around that range. That's running the electrical and everything out there, including the conduit and everything. Right. So yeah, it, you know and the good thing would be if I gave you that and you came in at eight hundred thousand for or seven hundred thousand for both. Right. And that person's like, Oh, that's amazing. No, that'd be, that'd be something that would be fantastic to, to see because of uh, daylight savings and the things we have to deal, deal with Sure.
0: There. So when you talk about um, uh, facility improvements to baseball and softball with, with dugouts, press boxes, brick backstops, things like that, nets, uh, what's our timetable on that?
1: Uh, we are going to uh, go to bids. You don't have to bond. it. The money's already in hand. It's sitting there, so we don't have to do any of the public hearing. Um, Uh, Because when we did the football track, it also said athletic upgrades. So you already did that through your bond. So um, design work was done two weeks ago. And we should go to bid and try to receive bids in December. And then we will break ground on the facility after the final softball and baseball game this year. That we play at home. Fantastic. Um, Not enough time to get her done before right uh, season starts because we would ruin the season, and we're not going to make them go anywhere. Uh, So we'll we'll handle it for one more year, knowing that basically June twenty, I will say June twentieth is when they would start getting involved in that, and so uh, it'll be ready to roll for the next season. That's great. The twenty twenty five season. Yeah, good deal. So pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Well, hey, I appreciate your time.
1: I appreciate and, it too. I, and, and the update. I, we got to do this more and more. Yeah. I enjoy this. And the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is um, we haven't done it yet, but we need to get the Warrior Cast on the website, a link to it so yes. more people yes. can go back and, and listen to the Warrior Cast. It's a Absolutely. great thing that you're doing. And I think podcasts, I think someone said podcasts are the new, like that's what people are listening to more than radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love it um, and can't wait for the next one.
0: All right. Well, thanks
1: again. Thank you.
0: And that was my conversation with Westell Superintendent Kyle Mealy regarding improvements to the football field and track facilities with a $4.7 million bond uh, approved last winter and what's going to happen next with the money that's remaining from that bond. As always, What's Up Westell is a production of Westell Warrior Cast recorded in the podcast center located in room C10 of Westell Middle High School nestled in the rural surroundings of Gaston, Indiana. You can listen to all podcasts produced by Westel WarriorCast anywhere you find your podcasts. If you'd like to contact us, please email us at WestdaleWarriorCast at gmail. You can also find West Warrior WarriorCast on Facebook, Instagram, and X, formerly called Twitter. Thanks for listening.